Welcome into Trust the Process Live. It's Monday, and as Mondays do, they snap us right back to reality, and it seemed like we got our dose of reality. A day ahead of schedule yesterday, uh, everybody around here, uh, we're missing James Jackson, who, who got a little taste of it, but uh, every, everybody at least that's here right now got a taste of a uh, nice taste of reality yesterday. Uh, so as yeah. always, I'm your host, James Hyden, here with my boys, Maximilian Coolish, the man of digits, 11 digits this week. How are you, sir? Oh, man, I was at the game yesterday. It was in stadium and uh, not a happy camp by the time I left. It was it was death by a thousand needles yesterday. It really was. It was so brutal. Uh, I think it was particularly brutal being there in person and just feeling like the Eagles never had the ball. If I, you know, we'll get into that. I don't want to do that. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. But that's just that's the report from, you know, from the front lines. All right. We got our uh, frontline correspondent here, Max 8 million. Uh, Doc Lock, Josh Saffron. The man of many talents, our, our guy on the desk at Al Sports Update. How are you, sir? Yes, sir. I'm good. First show in the books last Thursday. Hey. And look, man, you said man of many talents. Look, radio show this morning at 7 a.m. I'm shaking the cobwebs off a little bit. I took like my first nap in a long time, and I don't think I'm going to do it again. Yeah. No, it wasn't worth it. I'll just have a little coffee next time and yeah. push through it. It's still a little groggy, but... So is the Eagles offense, apparently, and uh, let's let's do it. Let's do it. I myself am not a napper either, so I, mm. I, I completely understand you. I had to try it. I had to try it. It's been a while. Well, you, you learned your lesson. Boys, this is, as the title says now, as I alluded to, we, we, we're snapping back to reality as the old adage and or song title goes. First question here in the main event, boys. The whole team, or is it? So where, you, you tell me, this is kind of a, a pie chart of blame, if you will, if you want to give multiple slices out, or if you want to go with one person, you just want to give them a whole pie. Josh, I'm going to come to you first because I want to I wanna know. I want to know. Where's your, where's your blame going? Yeah, my blame is on one man and one man only, and it's the head coach. It's Nick Sirianni. And listen, uh, I, this feels weird of me to say. This feels very not on brand and very not on brand of the city, but I can live with it too. Like, that's okay with me if early on in his tenure in Philadelphia, Nick Sirianni's going to blow a game. I think Nick Sirianni blew this game. And afterwards, he says, hey, that one's on me. That one's on me. And it doesn't excuse it by any means. But Banners, I mean, you've been calling me out for uh, all offseason, and you tried calling me out uh, last week for being the Doug Peterson guy. I'll say this. You know, the farther we get removed from it, the better I feel about having Nick Sirianni. And, and, and it, look, I am saying he blew this game, but it was nice to hear him come out and say, that's on me, and not try and be snarky and not try and spin it one way or another because I really feel like it was on him. Jalen Hurts didn't play great. Uh, the wide receivers, they didn't get much separation. Defense played absolutely dynamite, I will say that. It just didn't seem like that great of a scheme. And, you know, well, in the big moments, like that ball on the one-yard line, that fourth and goal, I mean, that whole sequence right there, that's on the coach. I mean, I don't even know what that was. And what about Devontae Smith's route tree in this game? It, it was just go routes from the first quarter until the last quarter. I didn't like the coaching done by Nick Sirianni, but I think that's just a necessary growing pain, and, and I think he knows it too. So, Max, I'm interested to hear what you have to say, if you share the assessment or if you're tossing blame out at any, anywhere else, because 
I, I listen, I'm not taking a moral victory, right? It's too early for this. You can't take moral victories in week two if you believe in your team like I do. But I, I think generally the team played pretty well, especially the defense. This is a Nick Sirianni loss. Yeah, Max, you, you, you were in you were in house. So <laughs> hand out your slices of pie or, you know, give it all to one person. So instead of instead of dishing out a defeat pie, I'm going to award a 100% victory pizza to Kyle Shanahan because he absolutely on all levels out-prepared and out-coached his team over the Eagles on Sunday. Um, I'm not going to, you know, sit here and say that Nick Sirianni was good and Kyle Shanahan was, or yeah, Kyle Shanahan was better. Nick Sirianni was bad. Kyle Shanahan did all the right things at the right time. That game was never once in doubt for the 49ers. I disagree, man. I disagree big time, after, After the Eagles failed to score on their their sequence from the one yard line, the 49ers then in response went all hey, you got you guys can disagree all you want. The 49ers turned around and went 95 plus yards down the field to score 15 oh, yeah. seconds before halftime. That place deflated and the Eagles were mentally boomed after that. They didn't get off the field on third down once in the second half. I'm not gonna blame officiating. There were no, some unfortunate not. breaks. There were some unfortunate breaks their way on both sides of the ball. You hate to see a long bomb touchdown get called back because your receiver can't stay in bounds. Feels Feels bad. Like that just feels bad. Feels bad, it's man. Not, it's not a wrong call, but it feels bad. That is a that's a bad break. You don't see that every week. But in reality, is the defense didn't play bad statistically, but Kyle Shanahan was never the the, the 49ers were never in doubt of themselves in losing that game. They controlled that game. They had they got everything they wanted when they went to. They got enough chunk plays to hold the ball for eight plus minutes on multiple occasions in the second half. And quite honestly, the Eagles the Eagles had no chance with the coaching job that Sirianni put on yesterday. I mean, look at the total number of snaps run between both teams. You don't you don't win a game with that kind of discrepancy in offensive production. And I think I think a lot more of that was the 49ers being able to to, to slowly and methodically move the ball. And that, that's the risk that comes with playing the style of defense the Eagles want to do. You want to keep everything in front of you, that's fine, but you're going to eventually give up these drives that last over half a quarter. And teams, you know, if teams still finish those drives off, then you're in really bad shape. Digits, so. I, I, I agree with you to a certain extent here, right? Where I think Kyle Shanahan did coach a good game and, and the Niners. Why are we focusing on Kyle Shanahan when the one we should be uh, – the one we should be – Because because there was no fastener on the Eagles on offense, defense, or special teams. I I wasn't going to go back to the Eagles. I was going to go to the – I was going to go to the 49ers defense and D'Amico Ryans, the defensive coordinator, because uh, if like if we're being honest, the, the 49ers offense did not look great. Right. But I mean, it, they, they didn't look explosive, but they got every they got every important play when it mattered in the second. That's half. what I was. That's what I was going to give credit for is he, he coached the game just well enough. But the reason why I'm not going to give him the flowers here is because in the National Football League, if you hold a team to one touchdown per half, you should win that game. You should win that game. I mean, 17 seven points at halftime and 17 points in the total game. If as long as you are not, and, and I'm saying Texans because they're the worst offense on the top of my head. Yeah, the Texans are over here scoring more than 20 points both weeks. But you get what I'm saying. Unless you just have a really bad offense, if you give up 17 points, there's no reason you should lose the game. And that's why I'm putting all the blame on Nick Sirianni. So I, I got like I just said, I'll give some flowers to D'Amico Ryan's um, just oh, because yeah, of the. I will. the it, it, because of the job he did, I mean, the, the 49ers defense is not what it was when they made that Super Bowl run. Uh, obviously, Jason Barrett's now out, out for the year as well. Um, 
this i'll stick with the the blame a lot of it i'll say like 50 percent goes to nick sirianni that play calling was awful like it that was. was it was you know what i'll give two slices of pie i'll get halves 50 percent has to go to nick sirianni i mean that play calling on the uh, the fourth and one in the goal line this is where my other half goes to is jalen hurts because that was oh. supposed to that was supposed to be a run play uh it, it's if it wasn't everybody besides jalen hurts thought it was a run play so there's that's where my two halves go to the ball was in the stomach of Miles Sanders, and there was not a receiver to throw to. Um, I don't know. It's just they were not on the same page clearly. And then I thought this team was supposed to have two good tight ends. Like, was that? Are we not? Is that? I not don't a thing know, anymore? man. Like, as much as you want to say we run twelve personnel, and and Josh, you talked about it. Devontae's route tree was pretty much all go routes. Which Goddard and Nerds combined for three catches for thirty yards. Like this is the and the thing is, Dallas Goddard was the second leading receiver on the team with two catches for twenty four yards. Wow, he was the second the re- second leading receiver, right? And Jalen Hurts was your leading rusher. Yep. Like, yeah. Well, what are we? What, what are we, are we doing, here? doing here? Um. So they it's had no I, rhythm offensively. They had, it's I I would yeah they had no rhythm because of the play calling I guess and and Jalen I these are speed bumps in the early career of both head coach and quarterback. So again, we have to give blame. I'm not condemning them, but we have to highlight it. Banner, would you is it a, is it a straight cut down the middle for you? Straight cut. Woo wee. I don't know, yeah. man. That seems a bit harsh on Jalen, but uh I know the next question, so I, I, I calls him as I sees him. You know what I mean? And I wasn't in house, so I didn't I didn't see it like Max did. <laughs> we'll move on to our second question here, boys. Do you feel like Jalen Hurts hurt his stock in this game max i'm gonna to come to you with this one because you you had eyes on you had eyes on i mean i don't really think so like this is one you just kind of you know got to throw out and, and restart like it's not like he was he was missing wide open guys like i mean hell if that if a 90 yard touchdown throw stands like we're, we're probably not discussing this at all and, like that plays more on Baker than it is on him that was actually a good throw like you can't be an NFL receiver just getting nudged out by third string cornerbacks. I'm sorry. That's to me, that's more on Rager. That's, that's, you know, that's not even Sirianni. I think even Sirianni, you know, we could give him, you know, slightly more of a, you know, gold star for trying if that play converted into a touchdown. And if you um, do, you know, you have to know, you have to reestablish yourself. Like you have to know the rules. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and honestly, like, it's just, this game was just like the, the quintessential, like a lot of mistakes were made and and everything that could go wrong did. You know, you have a blocked field goal. You have, yeah. you know, you have four plays from the one that don't go in. You have a 90-yard touchdown pass that gets called back over pen- because of a penalty. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to do the refs thing, but the pass interference called against, um, I forget who it was. it was. That was the, the opposite end zone side of me, so I couldn't see numbers. That ball coming out of the air hit the back left pylon coming out of the air. That that was nowhere near catchable. That's a four point swing because the Niners were able to, to to turn that into a touchdown. Like everything that could have went wrong for the Eagles in that game did. I don't necessarily think there, besides the coach, I don't think there was one specific. And, and the thing is that the coach can be the one specific thing, and nothing else will matter, which is kind of the case in this game. But I don't I don't think that anybody did anything where we should. We should hold them to this standard and, and be like, you know what, this is as bad as they're going to play every week. Nobody was put in a position to succeed, and and nobody did succeed. Honestly, I mean, our only touchdown came in garbage time. It was, I mean, it was yeah. it was useful for making the game interesting, but ultimately it didn't really matter. So, 
it was it was overall just a if this starts to happen consistently, then it's not just bad breaks. Then it's bad, yeah. bad preparation and bad oh. execution and bad coaching top to bottom. But, I mean, it, it was really night and day from, from last week to this week just on their level of sharpness, their level of execution, the the ideas, the creativity. Um, it, it just it just none, nothing was there this week. So I don't want to – I don't want to – go at anybody individually because nobody individually deserves the blame for this. This is a, this is a, a team effort loss, but you know, it starts with the coach. Josh stock up, stock down, stock go nowhere. I don't think, yeah, I don't think the stock went anywhere because of Max, you said it, uh, I think perfectly when he said no one was put in a position to succeed. And that's really what I think would happen with Jalen Hurts. I'm, I'm tempted to go full Josh Jalen Hurts fan spin doctor here. And I will do it a little bit. I will do it a little bit because you heard one of my big complaints week one was no big play. And what does Jalen Hurts go and do week two? He has the longest play, longest pass play at least, I want to say, since uh, Deshaun Jackson and Mike Vick with the Quez Watkins pass. So, and, and even that Jalen Rager throw uh, where it was it was overturned. But over week one, I don't know if you guys were hearing the stats about how Jalen Hurts didn't throw the ball over four yards X amount of times or blah, blah, blah. He heard the ball out and looked really good doing it. I mean, listen, I'm not going to sit here all day and, and, you know, get on my high horse for that because he didn't play a great game. But that with a combination of his 80 yards rushing, like obviously, Banners, you alluded to it, you don't want him to be the leading rusher. And it was kind of in garbage time. But the way he rushed, that was like really efficient. He got out of bounds and he ran for like 15 yards at a time and just marched them right down the field in like one minute. So it felt like in case of emergency, use Jalen's legs. And that's always a great thing to see, especially for a guy who, you know, he does run a lot, but it's not like he's Lamar. I'll come back to this later because I think it's a big problem that he's the biggest rusher on the team. But I don't think his stock went anywhere at all. If anything, for me, it just went a little bit more up because I saw more of the things he can do. But if you don't win, listen, I said it week two when you are really trying to make a playoff push. In my mind, the Eagles will be. I'm not taking any moral victories. Yeah, I think this is a resounding no movement um, on this Monday. It's, I mean, don't get me wrong, the 12 for 23 stat line doesn't make you feel good, um, but he still was rated as, a, as an 80 flat um, in QBR. So it's like, it, it wasn't a train wreck. It's, it, it's, he's a second round pick showing his youth and inexperience in what his sixth game as a, as a professional with, like Max said, nobody helping him out, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? He wasn't put in a position to succeed. He had to, he had to do all these things to create for himself, which is why he was the team's leading rusher. So one no, last it, thing I want to point out in, in relevance to hurt hurts and in, in stock, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. They, they rarely threw over the middle. Everything was, was, was outside. Am I, am I wrong in saying that it felt like everything was out routes or go routes? Like I, they I don't really pers- wanted to stay away from Fred Warner. I mean, it's, I don't blame like, him, but I don't like to a fault. Yeah. I mean, you got to do, you, you can't just be that. Right. Um, so I'm, look, all I'm going to say is this. Uh, obviously, the game plan wasn't great. I can't imagine there were not a single play run that whole game where maybe the first read or second read was somebody in the middle of the field. That's all I'm going to say. It's just like, I brought this up earlier, but like, you'd kind of, you have to kind of look the way of your tight ends, even if it's not your first read, even if it's not like in the game plan. Like, you, you kind of have to, force yourself to look at Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. No, am I 
off base here at least no, a couple I, I, in, in this I, game I, I in particular i think absolutely they should have been the focal point T, the, the detroit tight ends i mean basically tj hawkins and i'm not sure if anybody else had contributed to the stat line but detroit tight ends had nine catches for 95 yards and a score last week against the niners the eagles literally produced at one third of that rate when right I mean, granted the, the lines were passing all game as well but I mean, everyone's everyone's you know been, been talking up the the Hertz Goddard connection that that they want to get Goddard more involved and twenty four I mean, yards and now Zach Ertz is on the COVID IL so your take it's he'll be fine. I'm not saying he won't. I'm just saying. Six, I mean, I'll, I'll, one, one catch for six yards. Yeah, I know. I'll say this really? great, great week to look at some Dallas Goddard prop uh, some prop bets after after his history between him, the Eagles, and the Cowboys going back. Very to very back. true. Very very true. Revenge See you on Friday. See you on Friday. Trust the picks. Our third question here, boys, in our main event focuses on the defense and, and Jonathan Gannon. After week two, the Eagles are tied for second least points allowed. Are you buying into this defense? And and I want to toss this out for you because I want this to maybe play into your overall answers. Right. The heart and soul. It's, a lot of people call him the heart and soul. Uh, Brandon Brandon Graham tore his Achilles uh, yesterday on Sunday. This is – I'm not going to say it. How, how big of a, of a deal do you think this is for this Eagles defense? Max? I mean, it's a huge deal. He's – it's always it's always the presence instead of the production, right? That when when you lose a guy like this, and, mm-hmm. um, I mean, he made it very clear that he's still going to be very vocal on the sidelines. He's still going to be very involved. But you know, I, I mean, this if if there's ever been a time to prove your new contract, Josh Sweat, everybody's yes, looking sir. at you. So, tell me about the defense. I mean, do I believe in the defense as a whole? I I think so. I think that I don't think that they're the second best defense in the league. I mean, defense defense rankings are always. You know, you can. I feel like you can always kind of find one way to have your defense ranked pretty high. Um, you know, if you're if you're trying to like sell them, sell them to somebody else. Um, I'll, I'll say this: I think that they're obviously going to take a step back with with losing Brandon Graham. The, the, you know, the, there's going to be some kind of fallout from this. I can't imagine them getting better as a result of this injury. So naturally, I think they'll get a little bit worse. Um, but I think by the time everything's said and done, I think they'll they'll come out in terms of numbers. Like I think they'll look like an all right defense. I think that. You know, we've seen enough in the first two weeks that, that you know, they're they're willing to keep everything in front of them, which is, I guess, better than, than you know, getting beat deep all the time because I think that's a much more frustrating way to lose on a week-to-week basis. If teams are able to, to put together long, consistent drives, you know, you got to live with that at some point. Like, these are professionals. This isn't like you're not Ohio State supposed to be playing, you know, a, a D2 school, right? You know what I mean? Right. It's not supposed to be a, a 70-point blowout every week. You know, you're, you're going to have to be in, in close games. So, I think personnel-wise, I think they're they're maybe going to be a little shorthanded, just generally speaking, throughout the rest of the year. Um, it's a big loss, but I, I think they'll be all right. Like I don't think the defense is going to be collapsed to the point where it's a liability on a week-to-week basis, and and you're going to have to rely on Hurts to score thirty plus points. Uh, I don't know how many more times we're going to see the Eagles hold somebody under twenty again this year. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I'm going to go and I'll let Josh round us out here. I think it's um, obviously losing Brandon Graham is 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 a Massive deal. I don't think anybody's going to tell you differently. Um, I think this gives Gannon a little bit more flexibility to play a little bit more 3-4 um, in, in the future, kind of mix things up a little bit just with the personnel along the defensive line, uh, heavy rotations. But I think the big thing is the secondary. Um, number two cornerback did 
not look great this weekend. Um, Steve, Steve didn't look fantastic. There was a pretty drop pick, which would have been nice. Pretty, it, it was not a great game. And, and in his words, in the uh, the locker room, his answer was pretty short and sweet. It was uh, things got jumbled up a bit, and that was it. Uh, Anthony Harris with a, a pretty costly personal foul uh, down in the red zone. Uh, I think it was the second quarter. Same with Barnett. I'm sorry. It's the same with Barnett, except for his. Well, wasn't it's, that's too. Derek Barnett's mo. If yeah, it's, I mean, that's it's, the thing. You know what I mean? Um, so it's again has a, huh? More playing time for him. <laughs> Great. So. Yeah, Josh Sweat, you're gonna really really have to step up, and uh, Gannon's got to go take a look at that uh, the secondary and kind of pull that all together. So. Is it the real deal? Probably not. Are there better defenses in the league? Yes. Uh, will they end up in the bottom third of the NFL? No. So, you know, for, for argument's sake, I guess I have to say they, they are the real deal because anything in the bottom third of the league, I consider not the real deal. You know what I mean? It's in this, in this era of the NFL where the, the rules are clearly skewed toward offense. If you can be an average defense and not average letting up 35 points a game, I have to say you're the real deal. You're doing all right. Because you know what I mean? It's too hard. It's too hard not to. Exactly. So Josh, what, what are you thinking? Uh, I don't know if it's Jonathan Gannon. I don't know if it's the personnel or what, but I'm, I'm buying. Like, I, I like this defense. I'm not buying in the sense that, they're the second best defense in the NFL, right? But I think when the dust settles this year, they'll be like a like a tier two defense. Like I think they'll be top ten in the NFL, but not in the top five. I really just think like you got a nice balance for the first time in a while. And like I, I don't know what it is, like based on eye test. Maybe it was just Jim Schwartz, but it always just felt like there was something weird with the Eagles defense last year and a little bit the year before. Now watching the Eagles defense, it's kind of more like, okay, wait, this is this is how other teams play defense too. Okay, like there's no, uh, there's nothing like backbreaking as much as there has been before. And man, there's the fact that we're talking about Steven Nelson. I, I I can live with that, right? Like that's what we're talking about this year. Not Nate Geary. Not like like seeing Kittle yesterday. Yeah, the White Snake Award isn't being dished out to anyone just yet, right? It's week two. But the fact that Kittle was held, uh, what was it? I can't even remember stat line. It was bad though. That that's I think, yeah. That's that's telling. Like four for seventeen. There we go. Are I mean, you? look at what Nick Mullins and, and Kittle did to this defense last year. The Nate Geary led defense. So look, they're not going to be the second best defense. Is my point here? They just have such a nice balance, and I think BG will hurt badly. But um, I said it early in this year. I think this is going to be the first year that you don't really have one guy on that D-line stand out. That unit's just going to be elite. And I think you got depth. You got care again. You got you, you re-signed Sweat for this reason. I Milton Williams is out here getting snaps. And, I mean, haven't really seen him do anything on re- like crazy. But he's playing well. So I'm all in. And uh, Alex Singleton, never a good coverage guy. I've never believed him in coverage. But he does his job well. So... Look, I'm a believer, and uh, look, I still say it. This is the best secondary, better secondary than uh, the 2017 year. Doesn't mean they're going to win the Super Bowl based on the secondary alone, but I still feel like it's the best secondary the team has had in a long time. It, I'm not gonna, I'm what? not gonna part, I'm not gonna parse into that one. What? What? Um, no, no, I'm curious. Come on. I'm just move, it's moving goalposts to me. So it's you unfortunate I mean? that they don't have any interceptions. That's all. Oh, that's yeah. that's also true. That's oh, also true. Yeah. So you're saying you're saying top ten defense in the NFL, top ten defense in the NFL, but also 
keep in mind the teams are playing, right? Like, I don't think there's going to be teams that are putting up a crap ton of points. Right. I mean, you had Jimmy Garoppolo yesterday who is... Respectable. Let's, Respectable. Ju- let's just say he's he's always been Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, there's it's you know what I mean. He's never really not lighting you up. Yeah, he's never been up here. He's never been down here. He's been Jimmy G. Although that chin is all the way up here. Gucci Garoppolo. Um, let's see, boys. Our last question in the main event right here. And this one's kind of taking us down the the concern route. Okay, I, I want to. I want to know your biggest area of concern here, Josh. I'm going to come around to you right now. Oh, boys! I mean, I think you know. I'll be. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. If I got a little very, a little too excited after week one, but uh, my biggest concern is no, weapons. You? Is is my biggest concern is just weapons on offense because I think we gotta we gotta remember uh, this this wide receiver core while better than we've seen in a while. They're all young. And they're all pre-prime, I'd say. This week showed us that you know this. There's no DeAndre. There's no DeAndre Hopkins on this team, right? There's no Devontae Adams, and we shouldn't pretend like there is. The bar is set pretty high, and I am guilty of that for this receiving core. It's not quite there yet. Then there's uh, the tight ends. Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard. You were saying that earlier. I need to see the weapons, and this is all a precursor to what I'm really most concerned about, Miles Sanders. And when Miles Sanders gets the ball, I'm seeing some good things from him. And then I go check the stats, and neither game neither game do, does it for me at all, fellas. Hover on the 60-yard mark for a legitimate starting running back who teams are supposed to treat really seriously like a weapon, no touchdowns. And that's what me and Banners, I think, you know, I think you share the same uh, assessment is you can't have your quarterback being the leading rusher when you have a guy like Miles Sanders who really should be, like, granted, Kenneth Gainwell is clearly the third down back. Make no mistake, Miles Sanders is your workhorse back. Miles Sanders is the guy who's getting the ball at least once per, you know, three downs. And I'm just not seeing it. So that's my biggest area of concern is – Oh, and I thought Nick Sirianni was coming to town. I thought that was a heavy dose of Miles Sanders. That was building around the run game and then going out from there. I need to see that moving forward. And maybe, you know, he's feeling his way through it. Something he didn't like about the game plan against the Niners. I need a heavy dose of Miles Sanders. I need Miles Sanders touchdowns. I need the century mark for Miles Sanders moving forward. That's my biggest area of concern. Get the ball the 26. You say century mark going forward. You want him, what, you just want like a streak of 300-yard games? <laughs> No, no. I mean, I want him to hit 100 yards, like, eventually. All purpose? No, I, w- I mean, I want to see 100 yards rushing because we know he's not going to catch that many. Like, I'm not saying every you game. You might as well say all purpose at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. All purpose. I, I can live with 90 yards rushing and 11, 11 reception yards on, on two catches and one drop. Okay. Max, where what what concerns you, man? What, talk, get some stuff off your chest. Um, I, I mean, honestly, weapons was my first choice, but I will go with – since that just got taken. Um, I'll go with untimely penalties because it's happened quite a fair amount through the first two games. And when you lose games 17-11, untimely penalties are usually the reasons why. I mean, I'm I'm not going to harp on on like the uh, like the subjectively incorrect stuff, like that pass interference in the end zone, you know, stuff like that, where as a fan, it's like, you know what, you're, you're being soft on a play. Sorry, I got a little something flying around in here. But, uh, you know, I'm talking about ones that are that are personal fouls. I'm talking about ones that are 
unenforced errors. You know, I, I don't want to harp on Rager too much, but the, you know, that's a huge turning point in the game is, is losing, you know, what would have been the, the biggest play of the game due to a mental mistake, right? Like you gave him two free, huge third, uh, third down conversions off defensive penalties off, you know, off, um, enough unnecessary roughness and then off pass interference or uh or maybe it was illegal contact one of the two it was illegal illegal touching illegal touching thank you um you know and and it's just it's it's you can't do that when you're a defense that plays the whole field right like if you're gonna let them get to third down two three four times a drive if you're shooting yourself in the down in, in the foot on third down then that just makes it harder for everybody involved because that's how you end up being out on the field on defense for eight, nine minutes straight. And then ultimately letting up a touchdown is, is, is a backbreaker. Um, so I, I'm going to say it's, it's penalties and, you know, I, I don't, obviously the coach didn't have the best, you know, his best showing this past weekend, but you know, that that's, that's a whole separate thing. Game planning and penalties are, are separate things like, like personal fouls are that's on players as far as I'm concerned. Obviously coaches aren't, you know, there, there's no coach that's, you know, when you're done, make sure you, you shove their face mask or, you know, whatever the hell they're, they do, they're doing. So um, for me, it's, it's penalties. It's 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 got to be a little bit tighter. It's got to be a little bit tighter, especially for a young, inexperienced team. And I know that's a tough ask because they are young and inexperienced, but it doesn't matter how, you know, how old you are, how long you've been, been in the league for. By the time you get to the professional level, you know what penalties are and what they aren't. You've been dealing with them at least for the last three years in, in, in college. So... Those are those were the two answers that popped to my mind. Or uh, uh, first, I would say, to me, like kind of like the nagging thing that was like very underlying is the the veterans just overall on the team. So it, it can either be uh, undisciplined play. Like Anthony Harris was brought here for a reason, not to give up personal or, uh, personal fouls in the end zone and give them uh, a, what ended up being a six point swing. I I feel like. And then you have – I'm not sure if this is a compliment more towards Jordan Mailata or like, hey, like, Lane's been here a while. Like, I think we all take it for granted how just – like, just how long Lane uh, Johnson has been dominant in this city. But mm-hmm. Nick Bosa swapped over to the right side, and that's when he started getting pressures. So, I mean, you could take that as a very positive thing for Jordan Mailata, or you could also take it like, hey, like – Maybe the veterans, the windows for these veterans might be closing. Like Brandon Brooks, man, a peck tear. Like, is it, is does, does is the list ever going to stop growing? And it's and this isn't me placing blame on Brandon Brooks. If anything, it's just like, damn, dude. Like, I'm. It's a reality sucks. of the situation. Yeah, I, it's like I, this really sucks, man. But it's just like I don't know if we can keep putting stock into you when it's just year. I mean, after year back, it'd be like two full seasons worth of games. Yeah, year after yeah, year straight. after year, it's it's tough. It really is tough. I there's I haven't we haven't had the game where Fletcher's taken a, a game off yet due to to energy and just kind of having the head in the game. Yeah, uh, yet I don't think we will based on what we've seen from the defensive line yet. But there's always that sneaking possibility that that it is. So it's just kind of concerning to see. Again, I mean, Zach Ertz now on the COVID list, uh, having one catch for six yards. All the veterans either being undisciplined or just yet another chapter in the continuing storylines that are these veterans. So it's just it, – it's not like I'm slamming the panic button and making another one and hitting that one too. It's just nagging right in the back of my head. You know what I mean? Is that fair? Am I – is I that fair? You're, you're That's very, definitely you're fair. Very fair. Okay. 
I'd like to close a chapter, a couple of these books. Uh, I'd like this chapter to be the end of like, if, if I could, if I could right now close the book on the injury, just novella that is Brandon Brooks and just have hit the rest of his career be injury free. I would, because when he's on, he's one of the best guards in the NFL, but it's just like, I like, I, there's only so many times I can keep writing a new chapter, you know what I mean? A quick, a quick flip. I mean, you kind of said it with my lot on, I think Brooks is the same way. Landon Dickerson looked pretty good. Looked pretty good out there. He could be a beast. He could be a beast, but again, a, Drafting a player with a long, pronounced mm, mm. injury history is one of those things that again gets just chiseled in the back of my mind. Oh, uh, now it's I was I, I shame on me for not having that in my mind already because now it's there and now I'm convinced we're seeing Andre Dillard by week five. Oh, don't even I don't even want. There was somebody oh, give him a a video. Said he played well. Give him a chance. Yeah, no, exactly. Put that energy out there. Not yet. A video resurfaced uh, on Twitter, and Twitter's undefeated, but a video on, uh, unsurfaced a couple days ago of Andre Dillard in the preseason, and somebody just brought it back up again because he was named the swing tackle. And of course. the defensive end ran a stunt, so it's not like he was even engaged on the on the defensive end. He took a step back and just fell. <laughs> like, it, it was – like, he just sat there. That's a great stunt. It threw him off guard. That's what Sunsters are going to do, right? You know what? good on that deal. the chair like he literally just boom and then just sat there it's just like dude go like that was awful but get up and go look for more work so i quick quick dumping on andre dillard right there because why not boys that was our main event we're gonna get into our halftime right now but before we do i gotta tell you about our guys over at phl sports nation um not only have they given us some great guests jolliker Jolliker. I can still say it. I'm not going to not be able to say it because I say it every show. So I have uh, a, a very good practice here. Uh, we got to tell you over our, our friends over at PHL Sports Nation. They do a great job of covering all your favorite Philadelphia sports uh, through the podcast, blog, social media accounts, anything in between. Um, so go check them out, phlsportsnation.com or any of their social media accounts covering all the uh, teams here in Philly, including your union, who, uh, let's, let's be honest, doing some pretty good stuff over there. Uh, so PHL Sports Nation, enhancing your Philadelphia sports fan experience. Guys, at our halftime is our favorite segment, winners and losers. I love this stuff. I love it. Me too, this, man. This is my favorite segment. I don't know why. It gets me juiced. We're going to go around the room. We're going we're gonna to go winners first, and we'll go losers. So, Josh, who is your week two NFL winner? Uh, there's. I, I feel like there are a lot of winners this week, honestly. But I want to give it to my guy that I've been harping on. He's, he's, it's been my brand, Teddy Two Gloves, man. I'm giving it to Teddy Two Gloves because I have taken a lot of flack for being in this guy's corner. And it seems like year after year, he underperforms to my expectation. He hasn't done anything crazy. He has done exactly what he needs to do, and he's done it well. I, I'll send you fellas this graph. It's like – one of those math graphs that shows expected uh, play to like actual play. And Teddy Bridgewater is way over like the number one guy by a lot. I think it's going to keep happening too, fellas. I wouldn't, that's the reason I'm saying it. I'm in on the Broncos and I'm in on Teddy two gloves. I think they got a real nice thing working out there. And, and the other reason I'm picking, I picked against him this week. Like I picked against him this week in my pick and pool. I didn't bet against him or anything like that. Oh, oh no, I didn't. Never mind. What am I talking about? I did not pick against him. <laughs> but um, but um, yeah, regardless, I picked against him week one, 
and he just week after week he keeps going. That's my brand. I love Teddy Bridgewater, so I'll, I'll be giving Teddy Bridgewater reports all season. I'll have one eye one eye on Teddy every week. Max A million. Who's your week two NFL winner? I mean, it's got to be the Ravens, man. I mean, yeah. the the the, the self proclaimed mental block against a team is not something you see very often. And the Ravens were able to snatch a victory from the jaws of defeat a couple of times last night. Um, I don't think anybody expected them to come back after they went down 14, 14, nothing or 14, seven after the Lamar pick six or after, yeah, sorry. The pick six was eight seconds into the game. And I believe the chiefs were able to go 14, nothing. It seemed like the route was on, um, but really, really impressive win by them. Hell of a game to watch. Um, I mean, what, what else can you say? That's, that's, that's the beauty of football, right? Like you never know what's going to happen. Everything indicated that the chiefs are unbeatable in September, especially against the Ravens. And what do the Ravens do? They, you know, they, they dig their feet in. They have a bunch of nobody rookies make a ton of huge plays down the stretch to, to get them the ball and, and to, you know, to get the ball out of the chiefs hands. And, you know, Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh gives Lamar what, what the, the chance that every smart coach should do for his star quarterback. We are about to win the game here. You have four chances to win the game here. Don't fuck it up. Language, sorry. Shout out to the Ravens. Great, great job all around. Impressive. Exciting Chiefs, game, too. Chiefs minus three, I thought was I thought I was stealing money. I really thought I was stealing money with yeah. Chiefs minus three also. And real quick, Max, I mean, has every primetime game been awesome this year? Has there been a yes. one dud? I mean, Bears Rams is as close as you'll get, but even that yeah, was still right. a decent but you game. Know like, that, was, that was an exciting game. Like the Rams yeah. had some did some exciting yeah. things that game. It wasn't close, but it no, wasn't like a no, Stafford's fight. coming out party. That's that's what exactly, I was say. Exactly. Even that was like I as a neutral, I had a great time watching Stafford dot him up. Exactly. It wasn't a it wasn't a boring game. Like could you imagine if that Eagles Niners game yesterday was on national TV? Ooh. That would be terrible. So boys, who do I pick here for my winner? I have two options. I do I go Las Vegas or do I go Carolina? What I I, I go Carolina for the tumble five. I, I, mean, that, that I, got, was... I got good cases for both. You know what I mean? Because the I, the Panthers are like everything tells me to call them the real deal for some reason. I don't know why. Because ah! I believe in Matt Rule. Shoot That's me. I don't. You know what I mean? I, I Joe Brady seems to have at least done enough for Sam Darnold right now to make him a, a decent NFL quarterback. And then the the Raiders, like the Raiders, John John Gruden, Spider Two, Y Banana, like it's the. They're playing really good football right now. Josh Jacobs was out. He, he missed uh, he missed the game with injury, and they still came out and won a game versus what we were calling a, a Super Bowl contender in the Steelers. Um, Derek Carr has always been in the like mid to low of the second tier of quarterbacks, but he's always been incredible in late game and, and important drive like metrics if you look at him uh, across the NFL. There was always those rumors about John Gruden not wanting to want not wanting Derek Carr around and not thinking he's the future, but Derek Carr is doing his his best uh, his best impression and trying to force John Gruden's hand to keep him there. So Raiders, Panthers, take them. Great job. You're the winners of week two. Raiders Going broke their uh, Raiders broke their Monday Night Football curse. Damn was there shame. a curse? Uh, I did I did some nice uh, research for uh, betting purposes. Last three games of Monday Night Football, the Raiders had won. Their next game, they lost by double digits. Not this time. Not this That'll time. do. That'll do. Week two losers. Josh, let's go around the league. Who you got? 
Oh my goodness. I I, I want to pick I want to pick two. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. The Colts. The Colts mm. and specifically Carson Wentz are the losers of week 2 because if you watch that game, they should have stolen that game from the Rams. They had a real opportunity there to steal one from a team that I know I know I'm calling a major Super Bowl contender this year in the Los Angeles Rams. And and Oh my God! It was just one of those things where I felt so happy that I wasn't on the side. It was like I've seen that movie before so many times. Carson Wentz sitting in the pocket for ten full seconds and letting the pocket collapse around him. Jacob Eason coming in because of an injured Carson Wentz and throwing one of the worst throws I've ever seen that easily gets picked off. I think it was Jalen Ramsey who picked it off and just sealed the deal for the Rams. I was watching that game. I had Rams minus three, and I really thought that the Colts were going to win it. And then what do you know? Carson Wentz goes out, and it was just such a bad way to lose a game. And it doesn't look any better for the Colts next week. This can quickly go south for Indianapolis. Like, that last that game wasn't a must win at all. I mean, I think myself and a lot of people penciled in a Rams win. But late in that game, it really felt like the Colts were going to steal it. And it just, ooh, Jacob Eason, horrible throw. That first-round pick is looking a whole lot like a second. Mm. Unfortunately. Mm, mm, mm. Max, week two losers. My week two losers are all the people at home who got subject to risks, egotistical, self-indulging, so just absolute, absolute show that they put on. Uh, I mean, I was in person for the Eagles 49ers, which wasn't even the most egregious case of the week. Um, I think this was the official start of the taunting epidemic that will soon swarm over the NFL, all thanks to an 85-year-old owner who's tired of seeing his team go 10 games under 500 and get taunted by other teams going 10 games under 500 on a year-to-year basis. And I don't know why we let John Mara have major influence in anything the NFL does. Go look at all of his past judgments as part of the competition committee, and you'll hate the Giants even more than you already do. I promise you that. Um, but honestly, it was a brutal week to watch football. I'm glad that I wasn't. I'm glad that I wasn't at home for the, the early slate of games this, this this year. I got it bad enough with the late games. With the Seattle Tennessee game was um, there were some really really good calls. You know, the refs just did an absolutely amazing job being the center of the show in that game. Uh, in a game that went to overtime. In a game that went to overtime, the refs still found a way to make the spotlight all about them, you know, consistently. Um, you know, start to finish from Julio touchdown to the, the taunting penalty against Seattle, truly a master class in showmanship by the Seattle, Tennessee refs. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, Roger Goodell owes me the money I didn't spend at the game back for making me you know, making me sit through and watch that Eagles game in person with some of the calls that happened. So uh, terrible, terrible week to be an NFL fan. Looks like we are back to WrestleMania. Woof. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of losers. The Dolphins look pretty lost uh, without a leader out there. But I, I, I gotta go Minnesota here. Um, Someone here leader. Yeah, I gotta do it. It's. I mean, let it out. It was an exciting game. It really was a great game. Um, it, it was probably the first or second best in the in the late window um there at the four o'clock hour it, it was a great game it really was um but just kicking woes up there in minnesota i mean they were in arizona but just anyway the wear is purple i mean you miss you miss an extra point earlier in the game that would have made the game go to overtime it would have been 34 34. you make two 52 yard field goals earlier in the game and then you you push a 37 yard wide right it's just 
Did you he was like did you have any doubt that he was gonna mess? Um I mean maybe a little bit, just because the week okay. before versus Cincinnati he hit that uh the fifty the uh, yeah. it was a, a fifty four yarder to send it to overtime. Yeah, um well he did and he nailed it again after being iced. So it's like I, I wouldn't say it was like any doubt. I think it was just neutral, like either way it goes is just, just existence. Um you know what I mean? So it's uh by all accounts, the the Vikings probably should have won that game. Um, the it is what it is, you know what I mean. So the Vikings got to take that L and, and hold it and go into week three zero and two. Let's see, oh, I closed the script, but I got it back up. Moving into our second half right now, gonna be a rapid fire, gentlemen. Let's do it. Let's do it. Where's the best defense in the NFL, Max? I mean, it's got to be the Rams for me. They they have the best at their position at two of the three levels. Their 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 secondary is incredible, top to bottom. Anybody can shine on a defensive line with Aaron Donald. Um, you know, they, they'll probably still be a little weak against the run, just to some extent, because you know, r- running is the best way to neutralize great defensive linemen. It's maybe a little bit harder with great defensive tackles, but um, the the Rams have a very complete team in my mind and. You know, a complete team lends itself to good defenses being elevated to great defenses because they don't have to play from behind and they don't need to play in bad situations and their offense isn't turning the ball over in their half of the field and, and you know, giving them the short end of the stick, you know, once or twice a game. So um, I think for me, statistics times I met eye test measurement, I'm going to have to put my faith in uh, in the popular or the more popular Los Angeles, Los Angeles team. Josh, best defense in the NFL. Give me the under machine that is the Denver Broncos. I am in love with this defense. This is a team that I saw on the schedule for the Eagles early in the year. And I go, oh, the Broncos, they're nothing. That's a win. And I am as uh, bye, bye, bye. Because I don't think anyone's talking about the Denver Broncos that much right now. If you had Denver Broncos through the playoff tickets, I'd be feeling pretty good. I don't know if I'm going that far. They're not a contender. But, I mean, I don't think anything else says it better than how, like, you know, I see the Broncos on the schedule before the season starts, two weeks later, and it's a small sample size. But, man, I love that Broncos defense. I think it's the best in the whole league. How quick opinion changes, right? Right. Yeah. So I got to go Tampa Bay here, boys. Uh, Oh, yeah. Mainly because the Rams are taken. But I got to go Tampa Bay here because they – um, well, they did the best to keep the, the Buccaneers in that game, but it's, I mean, three interceptions, uh, one sack. Two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. It's like, uh, I believe uh, Davis had two pick sixes in a game. Like, this yeah. is, uh, it's, I, I feel like we're all forgetting or at least acknowledging what they did to Kansas City in the Super Bowl as well. Like, they, they did that yeah. and they oh, really yeah. haven't taken their foot off the gas. They returned every player of that starting, starting defense, even though Sean Murphy Bunning is, is out with that arm injury. Like, it's Devin White and um, why am I blanking on it? Uh, Levante David. Like, that's a, that linebacking core is insane. Uh, it's uh, Winfield Jr. at the, uh, back there at safety. I absolutely love that young man. I know. Um, it's, it, he's going to be a stud for a very long time. The defensive line is still incredible. So I got I to go Bucks here. Our second rapid fire. Undefeated and defeated hopefuls. Which unexpected uh, two and uh, which unexpected two and O team do you believe in the most, Josh? 
Ooh, so I mean, I guess if we're going off the unexpected aspect of this question, it's your pan. It's our Panthers banners. I mean, I guess it's all of our Panthers. It's the the Matt Rule led Panthers. For everything you said, it's uh, I almost went. I almost went Raiders here, but um, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it that much. Uh, banners. I think you nailed it. I mean, it's 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 the Joe Brady Matt Rule thing. I don't really give coaches. I, I always lean players. But that's two weeks that I picked against the uh, the Panthers, and two weeks that they just looked so much better than their opponent. Sam Darnold, I'm not buying it yet, but I think in that offense where you got CMC and some decent receivers around you, you don't have to be a world beater. And I and I love Joe Brady's offense. So, out of any of the uh, undefeated teams that are unexpected, I'll take the Panthers. Max A million two and zero unexpected. Who do you like? Um. So I mean. There, there really isn't a whole lot of options here, but I, I will say this: I think the Raiders. I think the Raiders are the obvious answer for me. Back-to-back wins over over the Ravens and Steelers, who are are pretty you know are pretty widely hyped. Like I don't think anybody really would argue that they the Raiders are a worse team than both of those teams going into their respective matchups. I, I think that those are two really impressive wins. Um, and, and the Raiders, the Raiders have scored. I'm looking at standings now just to see who's at what record. The Raiders have scored 59 points in two games against the Ravens and Steelers. Not bad. Okay. I'm also going to go Raiders here. It's Their defense has been what's really kind of stuck out to me. Like, that defensive line is really, it's definitely really good on the Raiders. So, it's, you know what I mean? If they keep this up, I like what the Raiders can do. John Gruden has shown that he's not – the, how do I put this? Not the head coach for every player in the NFL, um, but when he gets a team that kind of buys in, he has a ring for a reason. So uh, let's. I'm going to go Raiders here. Like Max and I are going Raiders, and Josh, you're going Panthers, which I love that pick. I love seeing what's going down there in, uh, in Carolina with it. Not no bias here except for Matt Rule. I, I watched him coach in college. So let's see. Uh, going off that, which 0-2 team do you believe in the most? Which, which 0-2 team do you think is going to come back max? Um, Banners, I'm with you here, brother. I really think it's the Vikings. For better or worse, it seems like they start slow every year. And by the end of the year, it's the Vikings are in a scrappy fight for the last wild card spot, or you know, maybe in this case, one of the two last wild card spots before they went to seven teams. To me, the Vikings were like under Zimmer were the always in the in the mix for the sixth seed. Um, so I, I think I think I think that as a team, the Vikings are are you know, better than last year, which is you know uh, it's enough, right? It's enough to at least maybe make a push towards that bottom end of the playoffs. So I'm going to say the Vikings are uh, are still alive at 0 Joshua? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, it's going to be Vikings across the board. I don't know how it can be anyone else, honestly. And their last two games, they could, have eas- they could easily be 2-0 here. I mean, that's that's the way the cookie crumbles. Obviously, that's not how it works. But that's just it's, it's just such a dynamic offense. And I am the last guy to give any props to Kirk Cousins, let alone believe in him. The weapons are just too much. Like, like they, they make Kirk Cousins look too good. And, uh, you know, I, I'm putting a lot of weight in the game that's going to start in 30 minutes because the NFC North could be wide open mm-hmm. minus the Bears and the Lions. Yeah, it's I'm going across the league. I mean, looking at it, the 0-2 teams right now are the, the Vikings, the Jaguars, the Jets. Jets. The Colts, uh, the Giants, and pretty soon here, the Lions. So, I mean, like, 
it's really a two-horse race here between the Colts and the Vikings, and the Colts mm. look like they just lost Carson Wentz. So, I mean, even with Carson Wentz, I'm not sure how I really feel about them. And so I, it's, I'm kind of shoehorned into picking the Vikings yeah. here. It's just – it is what it is. It's been – I'll give it to the NFL. The refs notwithstanding, it has been a pretty – and all the injuries that – it has been a crazy injury slate. But it's been a pretty bonkers two weeks in the NFL. Yeah. So – I mean, real quick about the about the Colts point. I think maybe I'd give it to them if I. I just think the Titans are going to run away with that division. Like I, I think yeah. the Colts are. They don't have much going on for them right now. They do not, unfortunately. At Frank Reich, there's I, I. I'm interested by like week six. I, I'm interested by week six because they the the odds are out on um, which NFL coaches are on the hot seat. Um, I, Urban Meyer is number one right now. I want by I, a lot. By a, by a good amount. Is, yeah, um, is it minus it. odds or no? He, no, I think he's like plus one fifty last time. Oh, you might mind send, send send me that send send it my way whenever we're done with this. It's it's funny, man. It's uh, Urban Meyer's on there, Frank Reich's on there, Joe Judge is on there. Um, Sala? No, Sala, no, Sala's not on there. Uh, Zimmer's on there, and. I mentioned Reich. There was one other that surprised me, but it's just like Urban Meyer and Frank Reich are just – they're fighting out for it right now. Uh, our last rapid-fire question here, gentlemen, and I want to I want to do this. I want to go first on this one. <laughs> they're, all right. They're losing 2 nothing right now to the yep. Baltimore Orioles. Yep. Take, that out of, take that out of what I'm about to say. I can't. I, but it – I get it's football season, guys. But baseball doesn't just happen on Sundays. So, like, if you are unlike me and you have the time to go to a baseball game, I'm not sure why you wouldn't. It's, like, what would it take to get me into Citizens Bank Park? I have a free night. That's all it would take. Because not only is not only is baseball just an enjoyable time to just go down, hang out, whether you're by yourself. Watching games by yourself is not as sad as it sounds, okay? No, I don't care what anybody says. But it's nice talking about the ballpark. Citizens Bank Park is a beautiful venue. Have a good time. But not only is your team playing, your team is only two games back, and they had a chance to get the one game behind the Braves yesterday. They did not do that. But to to expect a, a series sweep of every series is not only as much, it's unrealistic. So I, I get it. You dropped the last game to the Mets, but you still won the series. And now you have a seven-game homestand coming up against the Orioles and the Pirates. So what would you have to do to get me in Citizens Bank Park? Take some work off my plate and give me a free night. It's It shouldn't be that hard to get down there. And people who are jumping off the bandwagon just because they, they're not liking everything that you, that you see, I, you still go to Eagles games. I get, there's, I get there's a huge difference between 17 games and 162 games, but it's just like I, I'm not sure how we're judging. Oh, I hate, what the, I hate what I'm seeing from them, so I'm not going to go. So do we apply that to every team? Do we apply that to the Flyers? Because the Flyers probably have the most loyal fan base in the city, Eagles notwithstanding, because the Eagles are clearly the number, the number one in the city. I, see, I still see people going to the Sixers games. I still went to the Sixers games during the process. So – why are the Phillies any different? Like it's it's we had a literally organizational wide mandate to lose, and yet still people went and saw basketball games. We haven't we have a general manager now who is trying to clean up the act by making a sweeping change in personnel. They're showing you that you're trying, and you have Bryce Harper 
arguably the, the most valuable player in the National League. Like, what what else do they really need to do? I mean, it's go watch baseball. <laughs> Is it that hard? Go watch baseball. Is it? The, I don't know. Just go watch baseball. Have fun. Go watch baseball. Josh, Max, I don't know. Somebody stop me. Fingers, you, you missed the easiest way to sell everybody watching this. You can get into a game for less than $10. Like, literally, you can get into a game for less than $10. I didn't want to cheapen the, the, the product. I mean, hey, you asked what it would take to get me in Citizens Bank Park. Wouldn't it be a lot easier to get the masses in there if they knew how cheap the tickets were? Yeah. I, I'm not getting paid by the Phillies. I don't need to do promo. That's a good point. Though. It's free advertising. I mean, hey. Uh, you know, this is this is my attempt at building a relationship with the Phillies. Holler at I love me. Um, but seriously, like, you know, it, it is certainly football season. I get that football fever has taken over the city. Like, the first tailgate has happened in Philadelphia. Nobody cares about anything but the Eagles. Like, it, it's official. You know, chalk it up, stamp it, send it out. It's it's official. This is a government document now. With that being said, football's in on every night. I know the vast majority of people aren't going to want to sit through Texans Panthers on Sunday or on Thursday. Excuse me. Oh, why not take yourself down to Citizens Bank Park on that night? The darlings of the NFL, the Houston Texans. Dude, if, the te- if the Texans yes, are our Panthers, if they're underdogs again, I'm going to throw my house on them. I love that. Wait, Josh, are the are the Panthers now everyone who went to Temple's Panthers? Like yeah. Green? Oh yeah, without a doubt. And as someone who goes to school there, it's we all we all we all still enjoy like being like ah oh, Panthers. Nice. Wow. All right. So there are Panthers now. So, so I, yeah. I like it. Now, Max, you make you make great points there. Six dollar tickets. Six dollar tickets. We've having some great weather. Go watch baseball. It's literally okay. cheaper than a beer. Maybe that's oh the problem. God. That is a harrowing realization. That might that be the problem. Buy a ticket for cheaper than you can get a beer at a beer stand. Josh, what would it take to get you in the confines of Citizens Bank Park? Uh, well, you said take the two nothing out of it. That's everything to me. This that's that's oh everything. No, I mean like, look, if you drop game one to the Orioles, who have a hundred two losses, I got a I got a pretty big plate. I got schoolwork to do. I got shows I got to prepare for. I can watch them on the TV if they're gonna drop game one to the Orioles. If they win tonight, you can see me at Citizens Bank Park tomorrow. I, I can almost guarantee it though. If they come back, I still believe in them. I'll go to a game. It's six bucks. Why not? It's right there. Accept it right away. Unreal. Unreal. It's 102 losses, Banners. You can't expect to sweep every. You know what? I'm not gonna okay. let you do it. I'm Against not the Orioles, I can. Against the Orioles, I can. I'm not getting. I'm not getting worked up. Let's do tap outs, boys. Anybody got one to kick us off? I, I kind of have like a follow-up tap out from the All other right. week. Follow up. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I made the announcement on here that I was. Uh, reinvesting in my mouth. Oh, yeah. As weird as that says, you know, as weird as that sounds just to say as a blanket statement. <laughs> Great news. My water, my water flosser came in the mail today. So f- officially starting today, you know, in two weeks, you're going to be calling me Chip Skylark. Like, Josh probably doesn't get that. <laughs> I, I can't. Get... Whoa, 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 whoa. That is my brand, that, good sir. Shiny okay, that, I mean, there's a big difference in age between us. I don't know if the cartoons I watched were, were crossed over with you enough. Yes, sir. Uh, in a couple weeks, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be blinding everybody when I speak because of my teeth shining and, and my super fluorescent USB light hitting them. Uh, so further updates to come. Uh, I have high hopes for this water pick. Like I, I feel I feel so accomplished and I haven't even used it yet. It still needs to charge a little bit. I might just go do it as soon as I'm done just to try it out. 
I can't wait for that. Josh, you got to tap out? Yeah, Digits, you're not going to be able to sleep tonight. You're just going to be like thinking about that water pack and your new shiny teeth. I, I can't I'm blame gonna, them. If I can feel like a difference, like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> when you go to the dentist, you get your teeth cleaned for the uh -huh. first time. They feel, if I get that just from doing this, well, I literally might not sleep tonight. I might be too preoccupied right. with, with feeling my new plaqueless teeth. I got I to gotta tap out and I got to call out uh, a member of the show to a challenge, in fact. Uh-oh. Lately, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty close to my end of time at Temple, and I was very good about getting my credits out of the way early on, so I can afford the opportunity to take classes such as Tennis One. And I am, I'll say it, I'm pretty darn good at tennis. Like, much better than I expected to be. So I want to challenge my, uh, I want to see how good I am and take on someone who was offered scholarships at the sport in Mr. One, Reverend Hyden. So... Mr. James Hyden, if you can find some free time on that very busy plate of yours, I'd like to challenge you to a match of tennis. Let's do it. I'd love to. I haven't gotten to hit balls in a while. Whew. Sounds like advantage me. Max, start making the odds. Dude, I, I, I still got the ref jersey from my, my time in intramurals in my, in my, in my closet. Like, I'll, you know, we'll make this into an event. Check it out. Check it out on the TTP Instagram. <laughs> well, me. All right, sure. We'll get you. We'll get you a nice stand, a nice microphone. We'll get the Hawkeye system I'll, out. Dude, I'll bring everything. I'll bring the. I'll bring my own stand. I'll bring a little umbrella for it since it'll be oh, sunny out. Umbrella. I love it, boys. It is. Uh, let me check this. Let me check this. Let me check this. How many days? How many days? How many days? Twenty-five days. James Van Riemsdyk days until the Flyers are back. Man, I cannot believe you did that. I was thinking about doing it, but I didn't want to. Twenty-five days, boys. I'm excited. I. Max and I watched hockey more than the more than the average Joe. Than the average, it's okay. I'm, you know, I'm it's fine. I, I, I want to I want to see I want to see the boys in the orange and black sweaters get back out there because I really like the moves they made this offseason. Jake is going to be missed uh, simply just because of the guy he was, not just because of what he brought on the ice. But I like what they did this offseason. Um, I don't want to go too too deep down the rabbit hole. This is a tap out, but we got 25 days until we get hockey in the Wells Fargo Center. So. You know, get hopeful, get on the bandwagon, learn a little bit more about your your hockey team in, in the city of Philadelphia and, and what they're going to do this year. Every Let's year. Every call. year I try. Every year I try. I'm going to try again. I, I Let's hope I make it farther this time around. Let's go, boys. Yeah, I'll believe in you. That's oh, wait, real, real quick, real quick, like a second tap out, just a quick one. Fellas, we noticed how Corey Jackson wasn't here after uh, the 17 to 11 loss. Oh, I was trying uh, to avoid that, man. We're trying to keep. Well, I, we love Corey here. Okay? No, we love Corey. I just, His internet's probably down. You never know. You never know when Xfinity is just going to have an outage in your area. You know. We love Corey here. Corey, you're fine. Just you know. Yeah, we'll see you next week. We're, we're not haters. Corey. That's all. We're not. We we love you, Corey. That's going to be it for us here at Trust the Process Live. Uh, if you if you were not able to make it here live with us, you can always find us wherever you get your podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, anywhere in between. Trust the Process or Live, TTPL Philly. Philly. What are you saying? Or on the Mining Philly YouTube. Or on the Mining Philly Facebook and or YouTube. Uh, Mining Philly backslash Facebook backslash uh, Trust the Process Live. It's been a pleasure, Philadelphia. We'll see you next week. Uh, let's see. Our, our our birds play Monday, Monday night. We'll Monday be doing night. a preview. Oh. We'll be doing a preview next week. So uh, if you want to want to get a little, a little frisky here before the Monday night game, Woo. check us out. As always, it's been a pleasure. We'll see you next week. As always, we are brought to you by Minor Philly, where something is always new. And, and everything's, everything's always, always Philly. Philly. Keep it easy.